You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Yeah. What is this? What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Earth Station Who listeners, and welcome to another episode. That's right, folks. We are back, and it is our last review episode before new Doctor Who. That is right, folks. Next week, you get new episodes of Doctor Who. But before then, we are going to be talking about the Seventh Doctor and Mel. And the Seventh Doctor is going to be here to talk about Paradise Towers. And it's going to be a lot of fun to do. This was actually my first time watching this one. So it is going to be interesting to see. And we've got a full house tonight to talk all about it. Of course, let's welcome our guests tonight. Of course, Dr. Scott Vigay is here. Hello, everyone. I had to invite you because you're such a huge Seventh Doctor fan. I am. I am. But Paradise Towers? Ah, well, it was either so... that or Ghost Light, and I think Mike Gordon would strike if we did uh, yeah. Ghost Light. <laughs> so, Fair I, enough. Yeah, so, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be fun to talk about, and it's great to have you here, sir. Thank you. And we also have the return of Dave Chapman to the show. Welcome, Dave. Hello. To, hello, hello. Good to have you back on the show. I'm glad to be back. I gave you a list of shows that you could possibly be on, and you said... I want to be on Paradise Towers. I definitely need to be on that one. I'm a, I'm another seventh. I'm a seventh Doctor fan too. So yeah, He's attracted to the swimming pool. Yeah, he was trying yeah. to get to the swimming pool also. So. <laughs> yeah, so understandable. And of course, we have our regulars with us. Let's welcome, of course, Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody! It is fantastic to be here. We are so glad to have you here, Mary. Oh, I am so happy to be here. It's, well, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, it is Paradise Towers. <laughs> yeah, it is Paradise Towers. And then, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! So this doesn't, you know, bode well for you with, you know, even more Seventh Doctor stuff. <laughs> Him not proving um, to be one of your favorites. I, I guess I should have a, we should have a disclaimer uh, before we really get into this episode about... Um, I probably will not be kind to um, to this. To anyone associated with this story. <laughs> Trigger warning. Trigger so, warning. Trigger. Warning. <laughs> so you might want to shut off now or fast forward to the end when we give our ratings and, you know, just, you know, 
You've been warned, basically. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. How are you guys doing? Are you looking forward to the new season of Doctor Who? Which is only a week away. Woo-hoo! That's right. And we are, you know, going to be starting our reviews next week. But definitely would love to hear from you guys. Feedback at ourstationwho.com is the way to get in touch with us. We also have an amazing Facebook group. And we have kind of made some small minor changes to the Facebook group. And, you know, we're putting up, you know, Doctor Who memes, putting up Doctor Who stories, and, you know, hopefully getting more and more of you folks out there to pay attention to us, as we like to say, because, you know, Earth Station Who is the place to be for all Doctor Who type of stuff. So it's pretty awesome with that. And definitely, you know, as we like to say, if you do listen to us and do like us, please leave us five stars wherever you listen to us. It would be appreciated. And if you didn't like this episode, still give us five stars, but make them sarcastic stars. We would really appreciate it. So definitely check us out. We definitely appreciate you guys. And definitely thank you for listening as always. Let's hop into some Doctor Who news since we got Doctor Who coming back next week. Yep. Yep, we do. I had to look at the calendar just to make sure and pinch myself. Halloween, October 31st. Doctor Who is returning. And we actually have a full season of one story, basically. Six parts called Doctor Who Flux. Are you guys good with that? Or, you know, and, you know, they're naming each chapter? Because they could have just done, you know... Each Flex episode, one, you know, Flex V1, Flex V2. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that we've got an individual, those individual chapter names. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, it's, it's a little bit of a, of an old school format with the, the serialized, despite the fact that it's an hour, not a half hour, but. Right. And, but, you know, they also did name each one of, you know, Trial of a Time Lord too, so. You know, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I wasn't going to try to go there either. But you know, but it, it's I'm very much looking forward to seeing these stories. I've been jonesing for new Doctor Who and meeting the new companion because we've pretty much been told about the new companion since the New Year's special last year. So it's almost yeah. almost a year that we've been wanting to meet Dan. So, are you can, guys excited I- about that? Can I also really, you know, call shenanigans on the BBC and BBC America? Um, because um, this episode, uh, the first episode is called The Halloween Apocalypse. And you can't tell me it just coincidentally is going to premiere on Halloween. I think the BBC and the BBC America and everybody associated with Doctor Who has known it's going to be a, 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 on Halloween, uh, premiering on Halloween for like, probably at least like six to eight months. And yet they were all scratching their head going, we don't know when it's coming back. We're not going to tell you. We're not going to, we don't know. It could be any time, but it's obvious to me that they were making this a a plan to, to work with, uh, to have a Halloween special, so to speak. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. I I think uh, that's just shenanigans on all of their parts. Why? I don't know why we had to wait so long to find out when it was going to premiere. Well, which is odd because Halloween is not something that's celebrated so much in the UK. I mean, it kind of is, but nothing like in the United States, you know? Yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think the BBC is just awful. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with that. They're Yeah, well, there goes us getting the, uh, you know, news <laughs> stories anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. 
the opinions no, on this show are the souls of opinion of the individuals, not of the show itself. I, I'm not saying that Mike's wrong. I'm saying that it seemed odd to pick a, a special date that isn't something special for the UK itself. It just seemed a little odd. That, that's all. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously there it's a worldwide thing. So, um, you know, their target is just as I think, I, I think the BBC, if they were, if they were got more Americans to watch than Brits, I think they would be really happy with that outcome as well. Um, but in any case, that aside, Am I excited for Sunday? Hell yes. It's new Doctor Who. Um, it's a chance to for Chibnall to, to do his last big run. Um, you know, this is supposed to be the way he wants to go out with a big, long story, or at least six-part story, um, to tell it his way. He is the writer of every single one of these episodes, so this is all on him. And uh, now we get to see what, you know, his vision, his true vision of Doctor Who is. I mean, it is a format that works better for him. I know, believe so. Ju- judging by prior, oh yeah, well, <laughs> prior <laughs> efforts, yeah. oh, non-Doctor Who related. So I mean, we've, we've got... I don't know. I'm hopeful. Maybe it's silly, but <laughs> no, 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 I mean, the I focus is hopeful. The the focus of keeping it as connected has got to help some, I would think. And uh, who knows? Is it a trick? Is it a treat? We'll find out. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't want to get a rock. Um, and <laughs> Two rocks. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Chibnall aside, everything else aside, it's Jody back. And that's a good thing. That alone is worth it. I mean, yes. at least we get to see Jody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, we, you know, I know from talking separately from each one of you guys, we're all big fans of Jody here on the show. And, you know, to this day, I still wish she would stay just, I would love to see her with RTD at least for once. Oh yeah. That would have been amazing. I think. That, well, with the 60th coming up, there's gotta be a chance for something. Do you really think she's going to yeah. want to come back that soon? Though? Yep. You do. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Okay. She, you, you don't yeah. think they'll just have a wax dummy of her? Like they did. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, uh, supposedly she's already done. Uh, she's already filmed her part of the regeneration scene, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's done. Um, so this is, I know she's probably got like other things to do, and of course publicity and press and and all that kind of probably some uh, overdubs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, her run as the Doctor has has come to an end. Yep, um, they. They announced made the announcement that her regeneration scene has already been filmed. Filming for her has ended. And, you know, in an interview with her, she says, you know, she doesn't have a clue who the new doctor is. They haven't brought that in yet because she said, you know, when she filmed her scene, she didn't see meet Capaldi then. You know, they filmed it two different times. And, you know, so, you know, she said she never met Capaldi till like six months after till after she started. Right. As the wow. doctor. These regenerations aren't done with like practical effects. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Because, you know, everyone knows how to glow. So it's okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Although, even if she knew, she wouldn't tell us. So. No. 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 <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, it is interesting. So, uh, but yeah, this, she's done. So this is it. Nope. Exactly. Um, so. We have that to look forward to next year, her regeneration. 
So don't plan on seeing it at the end of these six parts because a few few people have been going, you know, oh, is she regenerating at the end of it? No, it's like, no, no, we have three more specials after the end of the season is over. Mm -hmm. And so we'll probably this time next year be seeing, you know, her regeneration. So it'd be cool. I did like when we were doing our talk about RTD a few weeks back, how someone had brought up. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if we don't see her regenerate and, you know, it just ends, you know, the doctor disappears, she's glowing, and then you, she goes off and into the world or something. And the first part of the next season is them, is some old companions coming back to try to find where the doctor is and not knowing who the doctor is and everything. And that way, the way to introduce it, I think that would have been a great idea. Theoretically, they could still do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and everything that could be that would be that out of that conversation that was my time of going Ooh, that sounds really good <laughs> you know? so. it kind of reminds me a little bit of the husbands of river song where river doesn't recognize the doctor until it finally dawns on her right and he you know? and she goes and he goes hello sweetie <laughs> right exactly <laughs> finally it's on his, you know he gets to do it so. I, I do wonder how how patient audiences would be with a series that the doctor wasn't in um, like at the beginning of the season, like how many episodes are you going to wait until you'd be like, okay, let's finally, it's let's get the doctor on here. Oh, oh no, I'd be surprised if we get more than the first one. Episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, would, I, would, I would love yeah. to see a whole, like two, three episodes, like a whole giant story arc of no doctor, but there's still the doctor there yeah. that we just don't know. That's not going to happen. I love that, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, they aren't going to Too do slow. That. And wouldn't it be great if they then showed that it was Graham all along as the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I knew it. <laughs> That's what we're all hoping, dude. So I think that would be the perfect way to do it. It's like. I really, yeah. That would just be like, ah, oh, we knew it. We knew it. But, yeah, I don't think. Doctor Who is that smart to do that kind of stuff? This is why yeah, there's fan fiction. The face, it would be a slap in the face to Jody too. So. Oh, of course it would. Yeah, it that's totally not fair would. to her at all. No. Yeah, no, no, and <laughs> completely undermine her run. Exactly, and it would have been the whole thing would have been. Oh, it was just you know the whole time it was a two Doctor serial, you know. <laughs> so, and then when the the whole thing with Doctor Ruth, and you know then it would have been three mm-hmm. Doctors, so. Yeah, um, but then yeah, if she is who she says she is, no, I think she is, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So we also for we got the title of the second episode chapter of Flex, and it's War of the Santarans. I wonder who's going to be in that one. Hmm. hmm. Episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's the Dalek. Yeah. I think it's the Cybermen. I think so. Could work. Weeping angels. Yeah. That. <laughs> Or the Paternoster gang is back. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think well, you might actually one of them. The How about the Rutans? <laughs> right? If it's the War of the Santarans, they're usually fighting the, the, the Rutans, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is very it. true. That are trying to invade Gallifrey. So. Right. But they're all Cybermen now, so. Oh, well. <laughs> so. Oh my God! <laughs> then the then the Centaurans will be all cyber. We'll have cyber Centaurans. Uh, cyber. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Cybernetic, cybernetic oh. potato heads. 
Mike, what did you do? Oh, no. I can't get it out it's of my just head. Cyber everything's. <laughs> Cybermen take over the series by episode six. Yeah. Oh, we'll get a doctor cyber doctor. A cyber doctor. And then, the, and, then, and then the next doctor wakes up and it was all a dream. Exactly. Right. Comes out of the shower. Exactly. It was Graham. Exactly. <laughs> comes out of the TARDIS swimming pool. Yeah, right. Graham comes out of the pool. <laughs> Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> so, all right. We can dream. Just get that sexy leg shot, you know, that's just exactly. dripping, you get slow pan up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's Graham. What, you were expecting somebody else? <laughs> you were looking for a doctor, but it was not the one you were expecting. <laughs> right. This never happens to the other guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's some goofiness going on because we're excited and we're giddy for new Doctor Who. And I'm look, we're all looking forward to it. And so our plan is to be coming to you weekly um, for the next six weeks. We'll be talking about Doctor Who and it should be a ton of fun. And we'll be, you know, bringing whatever news stories we can find or we'll be just doing reviews. And we'll have a different, you know, bunch of folks with us each week to, you know, keep it fresh and... Keep it interesting, and you'll have Grumpy Mike and Grumpy Mary and Grumpy Mike. <laughs> you know? I don't want to be grumpy. <laughs> it's Chibnall, dude. We have no choice. <laughs> well, we'll see. We hope. We hope. We I'm hope. Trying to go in with mind. an open mind. Right, we could see. Fingers crossed. So, definitely. And then we will be wrapping up the season. We could officially announce it um, right after, I think, the new year, we will be doing a live episode and we will be doing a th season 13 review. And so we'll be doing that as a Facebook live. So that should be, It'll be fun. that would be fun to do. And then right after that, we'll be at our new, at the new year's special. So hopefully there'll be that confirmed that they're doing the new year's special or that we're yeah, doing the Facebook. There is a new year's special. Yeah, they've announced it already. Yeah. So that's the first of the specials with Jody. So, Ah, oh, so after that, only two more. Exactly. And what they're saying, it's going to look like it's going to be mid-spring. People are calling it like the Easter special. But, you know, those of us who don't celebrate Easter call it the spring special. So, mm -hmm. And then we will have the um, 100th anniversary of BBC. And that's the final episode with uh, Jody in it. So... Assuming. And are they going to be arrogant enough to send her back a hundred years to to launch the BBC? <laughs> uh, I like it. That is, no, I, I like it. Yeah, that's cool. And Tesla will be there, right? right. She'll meet <laughs> yeah. up with Clara. <laughs> exactly. Clara and me will show up to help you know launch it in the diner. That's where it'll start. And then Graham wanders through. Well done. Thank God. And someone leaves a note that says. Don't erase the tapes. <laughs> exactly. And they'll be like looking, what are they talking about? Get that, you know, giant magnet out now. <laughs> so. All right. Um, so I think that's it with any other Doctor Who news we want to talk about real quick, or are we good? Did you see the little snippet of uh, Bishop? Yes. There was like a little video. I did see that earlier oh, today. I mean, it showed us nothing, really. No. <laughs> it was basically his introduction. And it's like, I'm sure, you know, we'll see more of that on Sunday. And yeah, I'm sure it's a clip. 
Oh, exactly. So, So, um, you know, there's theories going on about him and some of his, his surrounding characters that some of them are going to be, you know, recurring. So I don't know what they're planning though. So I'll be very curious to see what happens and let's just have fun with it. Fingers crossed. Let's take a quick break and we will be back. And we got Paradise Towers in front of us, guys. Let's start heading up to the swimming pool. Tony. Do you like ads about podcasts? You know it. How about ads about Doctor Who podcasts? Even better. Well, you're in luck because this is an ad about a Doctor Who podcast. Wow, I love it. And you'll love us, the Watchathon of Rassilon, a podcast about Doctor Who. I'll buy 12. Actually, it's free. I'll buy 13 then. Welcome to Doctor Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Welcome back to our station who, and now we are talking about paradise towers. It is the second serial of the 24th season of doctor who, which ran in four parts from the 5th of October to the 26th of October, 1987. So that is literally 24 years ago to the day that we are recording on. I think that's a first for us. That is a huge, huge first. And so 34 years exactly ago, we got to see the architect at work. So um, I, I can, I know that uh, speaking for myself, I know that I was elsewhere. Oh, I was too. <laughs> I was not, I was nowhere near paradise towers in 1987 of October, 87. No, no. Um, no, I didn't come into the seventh doctor era until um, Ace started. That's when I started picking. I think Dragonfire was one of my first ones I had seen of Sylvester. And, of course, I fell in love with Sophie right away. Yeah, that was fortunate that yes. you missed this season. Yes. And so well, that... From Chignol to J&T. I mean, it was still in the States. It was still running on PBS, right? And it was nowhere near, like, even close to when they aired in Britain, right? Correct. Yeah. You got lucky if they showed this on PBS, at that time, because they were still just doing the, mostly the Tom Baker era, and yeah, then during during yeah during yeah. Pledge Drive, they would show newer episodes. I don't remember watching this on PBS. No, I didn't get to see this until um, they started coming out on uh, VHS. Yeah. Or friends of mine would be getting bootlegs um, from the UK, and we were watching it in the dorms. 
because that's you know and or at cons they you know they played some they had in the the viewing room they were showing like that's how i that's how i got to watch um what you call colin baker and such was at cons because they weren't showing that on pbs in at least in the dc and baltimore area they were not so i think the closest they got to the modern era you know was mostly the five doctors and then they started back. Hey, it's robot once again. <laughs> yeah. And and after watching most of this uh, season, um, I can understand why. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> a wise protection. I was, was going to say, is it? Do we? We? It was that long before you got to watch it, or before you had, had to, to watch it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, well, tonight to... was the night I had to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I made no, you know, bones about it. I am not a John Nathan Turner guy. Um, and so, um, yeah, g- knowing that I'm going to try to um, review this as best as I can. But yeah, this is not my, this is not my Doctor Who. This is not my favorite era. This is not my showrunner. I know a lot of people out there love this, this time period. And this, this is their doctor. Um, and, you know, all power to them. It's just not mine at all. So, and it is amazing how different uh, this is compared to what I usually associate with Doctor Who. Well, it's interesting because for me, it was, you know, before the new series came back, or came on, I should say, um, Sylvester was my Doctor. I loved Sylvester from the moment I saw him for the first time. It was just something about his charisma, his attitude. He became my doctor. Before that, it was Tom. But, you know, it was just, it was, I just felt like he captured what the doctor should be, especially as he started getting darker and darker as this, yeah. as his run went on. And that makes this, a lot of sense since you sort of with, with Dragonfire, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so it was interesting to see this where he was very light and, but he still was, kind of one step ahead of everybody else in this and that's what we found interesting you, you but, could see they're still working out the character yeah when they wrote it yeah. they had no idea who was going to be playing the doctor yeah. so, in, um, in, in fact I, I got the feeling that they were kind of thinking of colin baker really because with the red kangs and the blue kangs and all that stuff the doctor with his multicolored coat would have been. You know, <laughs> it, it, it would have been the. It would have been the Kang that brought them all together, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, the, man, the doctor who would be Kang, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, going to be the Kang. Yeah. Well, this would that, now see you just you just made this story like a thousand times better um, <laughs> by just that simple thing, um, and and. Look, my problem is not with Sylvester at all. Um, I, I do enjoy his performance as the Doctor. Um, he is great to watch, uh, even in this early stage. Uh, I think he's he's fun to watch, and uh, I, I just you know sorry that it's in it's it's packaged with all this other stuff that I I don't care for. Well, the writing is terrible. Oh, it is, but <laughs> this and, is... and a lot of the acting is terrible. Yes. Yes, the whole thing with the uh, cannibal grannies. Oh, oh my God! Okay, so so I what, love what, them. What, what is the, <laughs> what, what were they doing with this episode? Was it you know West Side Story? Was it arsenic world base? What was going on with you know Ansel and Gretel? Yeah, yeah Ansel exactly. And, Gretel. and you know what I'll say to that? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, the entire time, I, my only note for this entire episode is try not to overthink it, right? Because Peck is, he's supposed to have been a coward because he didn't go off to war, right? But he's roughly the same age as the kids that are now in their 20s. So how long ago you, did everybody... You assume. You assume. Yeah, we assume. So where, you know, how long ago did everybody leave? And how quickly did their culture completely disintegrate to a Lord of the Flies kind of, you know, or Resi is not residents, or, you know, Kang's not kids. I mean, you know, it takes language a long time to devolve that way. And yet it seems like Pex, you know, is... A, you know, was expected to have gone off to war, which means, and he's not that old, so it must have happened recently. But you know, so like, don't try to think about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, none of it makes sense. No. Well, and <laughs> the older, the older Rezies, uh, you know, Tabby and Tilda do say that they do remember when it was a better place, right? Um, well, before it's... it went downhill, so we know it was in their lifetime. Well, this was supposed to take place in the 22nd century, so it's not even that far off. No. But, to, well, back to 1987, it was a long way off and everything. Because, yeah. you know, it's just it's just interesting to see that. I don't think it's on society. Earth, though, is it? Uh, yeah. Is it? I, I think so. Did I think they, so. Did they say it's on Earth? Because I, I got the impression that it was not, but it could just be me. Um, all the description says the seventh doctor and Mel looking for a swimming pool land in paradise tower, a luxurious 22nd century high rise apartment building now fill fallen into disrepair and chaos. It's divided between the caretakers who maintain the building and roaming gangs of young girls called the Kangs grouped in color themes. And the doctor and Mel encourage the encounter, the red Kangs. Ooh. Yes. For those following along on Wikipedia, yeah, you can just uh, <laughs> turn, uh, scroll scroll down to the next section. Exactly, because we'll be keeping. That's how we're going to be paying attention about this thing. <laughs> no, I, I just got the impression, like in the beginning, she because Mel's looking at a, a pool. It's it's somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I just uh, she can't use the pool on on the TARDIS because it's leaking or something, right? No, they, he they, no, they jettison it. it. Yeah. Oh, they jettison it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, at some point, he must have got it back. Multiple times, he's a, he's a, adjusted. Yeah, they're and always I, getting rid of the pool. Because I, I remember for energy that he did, uh, I think it was in, uh, what was it? Was it Castor Valva or something like that era? It, it was the, the uh, I think it was the Fifth Doctor. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Had to get rid of the. Also, had to get rid of Romana's room and everything like that, if I remember right. correctly. It's not even that great a pool no. that, that she <laughs> wants to get to. I mean, it's not even you know. At least it looks like a Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> with killer crabs. I know. Yes, yes, yes. yes with added crab. And, and do you really want to trust spam that makes it all the way into the TARDIS? I mean, you know, <laughs> that's your warning right there that you're headed for trouble. I, I, you know, this, this story is so confused and so so disjointed, it's just really uh, hard to follow half the time, right? Because, you know, is the caretaker, you know, uh, uh, the problem, the chief caretaker, is it, you know, and then, but then there's this other thing that's in the basement that, you know, you know, and all that stuff. And why, why build luxury apartments, but you have to kill everyone who ever lives in them? I mean, you know, there's just way too much going on. You know, and, and, and none of it makes sense. No, 
the the only part that I thought was great was was Sylvester McCoy, uh, where he makes up a rule in the rule book in order to confuse the guards and be able. To oh, that was it. so classic. Yeah, that that's classic yeah. Doctor right there. You know, and so I enjoyed that part. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I enjoyed Sylvester all the way around. I mean, he yeah. was really fun to watch. Yes. You know, oh. Mel, Mel was okay. <laughs> She sat around around for two episodes and eating cookies and crumpets, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, my my expectations for Mel are so incredibly low that. (laughs) (laughs) Can someone explain? Maybe you guys know more than I know about about the background for Mel. I mean, I know she's supposed to be a computer programmer with a photographic memory and everything, but they ended up, uh, the the realization of that character looked more like a fitness freak. Uh, you know, more than anything else. You know, they they didn't know how to incorporate her skills or her background, and it's it's classic BBC. You know, we need uh, the doctor needs a, a robot companion, so we'll make sure we he, it can't work in a gravel pit because ninety percent of our episodes film in a gravel pit. So now we've created a a companion that can't possibly leave the TARDIS. Okay, that's great. Uh, we're going to create a companion. She'll be great. She'll be modern. She'll be hip. What's what's hip? Oh, computers. Okay, she does something with computers, but in every episode, not a single chance do you see her use any of those skills. It just seems weird, right? I mean, did, uh, what was the original plan for this character? I don't think there was an original plan. No. I, think, I mean, that's the problem with all of, all of these. This whole season is yeah. that it's just kind of, it's like they were making it up as they went along and uh, and they weren't good at it <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's just weird because I mean, if you wanted that character, you could have created that character, right? I mean, something you know. I mean, she could have. Been I mean, a we good, have to think no back. What why she could have been a good like character? That. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is, is that you know, in 1987, most computer programmers wore a suit and tie and worked for Mac Bell. I mean, you know, I mean, it's kind of you know, and a computer was something that filled a room. Uh, it, you know, and I hate yeah. not to sound sexist, but having a woman as a computer programmer at the time was almost unheard of. Right. So, I mean, it could have been great for her to be a trailblazer that way. Right. Yes. So, uh, but they didn't, but they, you know, they created all this background and did the exact opposite. I mean, it's just weird. So I, I, I kind of feel like it's, that's exactly it though. They, they said, Hey, here's this progressive modern woman. And that's as far as they were able to push <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, she, she, hey, here she is. This is her background. Because they had there a bunch of part, I'm sure part of that was maybe we should have had some modern women in the writing room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Good point. But it's interesting, too, because, you know, all she did basically when she was like, if she was a computer programmer, she kind of would have figured out the elevator controls or something. Right. That yeah. Just that thing. It was just like, really? Really? Uh, it's she was settled with texts. I mean, just, she was probably so annoyed. She couldn't think up anything like that. Because there was another nothing character that. Yeah. Just didn't need to be there. I think, I think he was supposed to be sort of a, like a tongue in cheek, you know, the hero in the fairy tale is, you know, the one who supposedly takes care of the woman. And so they thought, well, we'll make her more modern by her having to save herself. Yeah. And, or, or, you know, with, with Pex, I don't know what they were trying to do talking about how it's difficult to go to war and how not everybody who gets drafted wants to go. 
they could have, you know, talked about that. They could have, I mean, there's a lot of different things that they could have done with pecs, but I, I don't know. But, but they just didn't, yeah. You no, know, I mean, they tried to do something with having him be the one to save everybody in the end and sacrifice his life, uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So there's that going on too. It wasn't I, I, earned in any way, though. No, I mean, it, of... it almost looks like he trips. And trips the <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, uh, I think, yeah, and it's that's a, it's a, it's a, it's supposed to be like a powerful moment, but they've dehumanized all the other killings um, in right. sort of this like sort of um, Sweeney Toddish kind of way. Well, they play it that, for laughs with the that, feet. Yeah, you, out. yeah, you just see these things like these cleaners, these huge cleaners that look awful, um, and uh, with legs sticking out of them, you know, signifying that another person's dying, but you don't really feel. You don't really like, unlike Sweeney Todd, you don't feel the deaths. You don't feel that things are really evil going afoot here. And yet, uh, really, literally. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, it just like, it just doesn't work because it's got this candy coating over it. I, I think that's the issue with Mel. You take a character like that, how serious can she be? And this is, this is going to sound like a slam, but if, how serious can she be? How can you take her seriously when she's played by Bonnie Langford? And the reason why I say that is because Bonnie Langford is a one of those she's one of those child actors that never kind of gets over the child acting part. Like she's always acting like she's in a children's show. And yeah. I don't I mean, maybe she's got more depth, but at this point in her career, she's not showing it. She looks like a kid. She looks like a little girl in this like like they dress her like a little girl exactly oh, very yeah. much so. yeah. dress her like a, she acts like a little girl she and she's so she doesn't add anything to it and it just you know and i think that's kind of you know a bummer about her run her entire run as far as all the ones i've seen with her yeah no you're you're absolutely right and and you know ace who comes next is for almost fully realized oh my god yeah, from the yeah. Day oh, what back. a difference yeah, yeah. Well, if you remember, because the next storyline is what Delta and the Bannerman is oh, the next God, one. That's another awful one. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes, but they introduced a really interesting character. Oh, yeah, the were, mechanic. Exactly. Who they were trying to figure out to see if she could be the new companion. But then uh, they had, hi- they had uh, hired Ace, you know, the actress to play Ace at the same time. And so they ended up writing the other character off because she would have made a great companion too compared yeah. to Mel. But then again, one of the uh, other characters in this episode probably would have been better. One you of know, the Kings. One of the Kings would red like Red King Leader One. Ben Liner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Fire Escape or something, you know, would have yeah. been better than Mel. Yeah. So. And everything, you know, regarding Mel aside, you know, taking everything else into account like that i don't particularly care for the writing the characters the um acting the performance uh, the, the companion of mel um and the other actors as well and the the color scheme and the music everything just annoys me in this and um but chief among it like i mean standing out like at the top space bar space bar space bar all the, like to the next thing is the performance of the chief caretaker by Richard Breyer. It oh is so, it is, is horrible. it might be, <laughs> it might be the single worst performance I've ever seen in, in, in a story of Doctor Who. And he's not normally a bad 
actor. I've no. seen him in many things. Really? I don't. Yeah. I can't yeah, think he's, of. He's been I've in tons of different things. He's been in yeah, tons I've probably of seen things. him in stuff, but it's and, unrecognizable in this because he's he's just so awful. Oh yeah, and, he's terrible. Even and, worse when he gets taken. I was over. about to say the same thing, Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think he, you think he can't get worse, and then oh, he's taken hold over. Hold my hold my coffee. You and know. you're like, um, <laughs> yeah. And Gee. this made his mustache grow. Like yeah. <laughs> he yeah. goes from having a Hitler mustache to a porn stash, yeah. and 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 then just zombies it up. And and oh, it's just well, how you had to know awful. the the head architect was you know a fan of Magnum, so. <laughs> I guess so. You know, he wanted the Tom Selleck mustache, so and he got it. Oh, and bad guys always have a thicker mustache and or beard. That's yeah, true. didn't you know that? Mm-hmm. That's true. That, that, I think that's a, a rule. Yeah, it's funny though. So many people. I was reading on Wikipedia. So many people were, you know, approached for the different roles, and so many people turned them down. That's that why was, they got. That was. I'm sure they were thinking they're lucky stars that they ever yeah. watched this thing. They were smart, but it's our loss. Exactly. Yeah. So it would have been it would have been very interesting to see. The effects were horrible in this one. And oh, the production values were yeah. just terrible. It was just like it, it was garbage. No no pun intended. But it was just like everything in this story was just over the top bad. And you know, and I thought, you know, when we saw the candy man or we saw, you know, oh. you know, time, you know, time in the Ronnie was the episode before this. And, and time in the Ronnie was now, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three you know, winners in a row. Oh, exactly. And it's just like, wow, this is just, this is just bad. And I'm glad they got them over with. And through this season, because the next seasons have got had gotten so much better. Yeah, all, and, it's a, a whole different world, really. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't even want to say once Ace came on board, it wasn't even that. It was just the stories got better, the writing got better. Well, the writing and, got better, yeah. But still, yeah. Ace got. I mean, I think Ace made a big difference. The chemistry between her and Sylvester. Um, oh, 100%. There was no real chemistry between Bonnie and Sylvester. No. And I'm sad to say it. No, I'm, you're absolutely right. But Bonnie I'm was forgetting also... My... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Bonnie and Sylvester were thrown together because she was a carry-off from, you know, Colin's, you know, lost seasons and stuff because, you know, there was supposed she was supposed to be Colin's companion. Because, you know, after Trial of the Time Lord, you know, she was brought in at the very end of it. And basically, you know, there were supposed to be adventures with the two of them, which you hear on Big Finish now. But you don't get to, you know, you go don't get really to see that. And so basically, you know, when they fired Sylvester, I'm sorry, when they fired Colin, they basically brought in Sylvester and, you know, just threw the two of them together. And so she was also at a bad place too. And I don't blame her completely. Cause it was, no. It no, was, it was, you, you can't blame her for the writing. writing. That's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. So, so, and, you know, and, and she proves that with the big finish stuff. Well, so does Colin. Cause she's brilliant you know. there. Yeah. 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 Colin's totally much better on big finish. <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, it, it just shows you it all comes back to the writing because I think they could have got away with the production values and maybe even some of the terrible acting, except for the chief caretaker who was just awful. <laughs> but 
but you know, if, if there was better writing, it, it, it would have been at least been a middle of the road episode instead of a terrible episode. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much of it is Stephen Wyatt's fault because, you know, we know that, you know, once the, these scripts are written, they don't get filmed as is, right? There's a lot of changes oh, God, that goes no. through. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if a lot of his original vision, because deep down in this, if you were, if you could remake this, it could be really, really powerful and interesting because the, the kernel of the story about Paradise Towers and the fact that it's a statement against, you know, all these, the high rise and the apartment situation, the housing situation in Britain in the 80s. Um, and the fact that, you know, companies were more interested in making cheaper uh, uh, buildings for people to live in. Even, they didn't really care about the people. They're making buildings and they don't care about the people, you know. Uh, obviously, this sketch is done. Uh, this is much done better on the architect sketch in Monty Python. Um, but it, it, it is, you know, it, it is here. There's that, there's that kernel of it. Um, also the groups, um, are there as well. Um, but, um, I think they could have definitely done something a bit more interesting with the idea, but obviously it just turns out to be a candy coated mess. Yeah. How, how much of that is though, that it just doesn't hold up? Because you pointed out a whole bunch of like legitimate issues of the day mm-hmm. that that are not you know not that they're non-existence existent but the, in in context we don't have that same context watching it now that they would have at the time. Well, yeah, I mean it's a chief you know it's, it's the job of a writer, good writer, to like make sure it is relevant. It seems relevant so that also it doesn't tr- it yeah. doesn't alienate people. Um, and yeah, I mean that draws a, a a bad thing. The the one of the reasons why I'm I'm you know sort of impressed by the kernel of it is that um, I think we've talked about it before, but um, there's there's a company out there called uh, Cutaway Comics, and they recently uh, they've been doing like Doctor Who ish comics. Uh, they've got a line of comics that uh, has to do with um, sort of these. Um, they can't use the Doctor, obviously, and they can't use some of the characters, but they can uh, tell other stories. Like they have a story on Omega, um, and I I think the uh, the audio is voiced by uh, Brian Blessed. Oh wow! Uh, they have some stories that take place on the Happiness Patrol planet. Uh, they've got um, a story, a comic story about Eldrad from Hand of Fear. Um, and recently they just uh, did a Kickstarter for Paradise Tower series, which takes place about five, eh, maybe more like 10 or 15 years after the events of this story. And uh, the first issue was just released um, this past month. And right after I watched this, I read the, the first issue of the comic. And the comics is actually pretty engaging and it takes place on the same world. Like, um, uh, you know, it takes place. Uh, one of the, um, uh, the main character is uh, the daughter and it's not really explained how this happens, but she's the daughter of uh, I think Ben Leiter and Firescape. Like they're a couple. Um, and, uh, and, and she, you know, there's some mysterious things going on. In, in uh, once again um, with the architect and all that kind of stuff, and um, it's really engaging, and I and I do encourage people to check it out if they like Paradise Towers. I mean, 
they like Paradise Towers and they've gotten this far in this review. Uh, I give them a lot of credit because they have a lot of patience with us. But um, seek that out. Even if you don't like Paradise Towers, read this. Uh, I encourage people to read this comic because it's actually takes the story and, and tells it in the same world, the same environment, but in a much more compelling way. What was the what was the company again? Uh, the company is called uh, Cutaway Comics. Uh, we'll have a link to it in our show notes too. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, I definitely they do audios too. Um, and I, you know, I I've just really discovered them within the last like few months uh, when they when this Kickstarter started for uh, Paradise Towers. Now um, it is sort of um, not co-written, but the uh, the the writer of the episode, um, Stephen Wyatt, right? Stephen Wyatt, right? Stephen yes. Wyatt, right? Yes. Like he he consulted on the comic, but he didn't actually write the story. So um, so maybe that's that may know, be why it's good. Exactly, that's probably good. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, um, it does tell me it did tell me like oh my god, like really cool like story could be told in this environment. They just didn't do it in this serial. Well, it's not a bad, the premise isn't bad. I mean, the whole idea of these, you know, of of this tower that's where people have basically been cold for war, and Mm -hmm. then these are just the ones that got left behind, and Mm -hmm. nobody's come back to help them, and everything's falling into disarray, and the kids have grown up without parents and all of that. I mean, you could do a lot (laughs) with that. Well, exactly. There's all kinds of of good material there but it's just it was not realized yeah look at what like new who did with the um with the, the traffic freeway episode you know oh, well, yeah, yeah very much so but if you think about it the kangs were basically the lost boys from peter pan that's true yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah and so no, they're like yeah gender swap exactly well duh yes <laughs> well and it was interesting because all the boys went to war and right. the girls started the gangs and so it was just really, really interested, and they were being picked off one by one. Yeah, I expect New Who to make some sort of passing reference someday. It'll be an, a war in a future episode, and we'll be talking about how re- new recruits are coming from some uh, Paradise Towers or something like that to, to connect it back somehow and, and make it relevant uh, or something like you that. You would hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or but better, yeah, you're, you're, better you're nothing like, said than on, better. On a wall right next to the, the, the graffiti um of uh bad, bad wolf. wolf it'll say yeah. pex lives right exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know, when mike was talking about you know this the the fanzine of you know doing a better job i was thinking like if you really you know i would do is i would kind of reimagine it kind of like uh dana's building in ghostbusters right the architect of that building was some sort of demonic thing that was causing yes. all the heck you could do it kind of like that and that would be all super scary until Bill Murray shows up, but then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't have a lot of, like, historic merch and such. Do, have any of you guys seen the or read the, the actual novelization of this? Because they this was the first one back into into the episode novelizations. Oh, wow. Oh, and I know oh. Stephen White did the uh, novelization. Yes. So I would be curious yeah. to, to see if that's any better. Yeah, and because they definitely expanded a few little bits and pieces in it, from what I can tell, but I've never read it to, to, to be able to compare. 
and they came out with a they they released re-released it a couple of times, not really recently, but you know they they relaunched it in the '90s. They they brought it back out too in a second edition of it. Mm-hmm. Now, at one time, I had all the different Target novelizations that they did, and wow. it was you know collected all the way through college, and then you know realized, hey, I need money, so I sold my <laughs> yeah. details. Boo. I know, yeah. Money, money, silly thing like that. But the novelization of this, I had forgotten that I had read it. And then like halfway during watching this, oh, yeah, that's this one. And so it's just like. (laughs) (sighs) And then I saw. It wasn't good there either. Okay. Well, no, it wasn't. So um, it was interesting because a lot of the. Newer doctors of the old of the old series, I read before I got to see any of their episodes. Mm. So I read the novelizations because those were put out even here in the states, and I was able to get through comic shops or like B. Dalton was able to special order them and stuff like that. Yes, I said B. Dalton for those young folks. <laughs> that was called a bookstore, kids. <laughs> so yes, it was real interesting to see. Um, being able to read those and seeing it up on the screen didn't make it much better. So, sorry to say. I tried um, to give it benefit of the doubt. I know you did. You got, did a good shot. Was Thumbs anybody up. else also bothered by the product placement by Phys Aid? I've never seen product placement on Doctor Who before, but it was like Phys Aid was everywhere. Oh, and the vending machines. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they were all drinking it, like talking about how good it was and everything. I'm like, oh wow, we've got a nice mm. little hot kid. cold, hot cold, hot cold, <laughs> ice hot, ice, ice hot. hot. Yeah, that's it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh god, this. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, do we want to keep on tearing this apart, or do we want to go ahead and rate this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dave, you got to go first. One out of five tortoises. One being the worst, five being the best. How do I feel like I'm going to be the generous one in all of this? That's why I let you go first. Oh, thank you. I'll say two and a half. You can kind of brain dead watch this and it's not bad. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Dr. Scott. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Two and a half. It's it's my uh, appreciation of Sylvester McCoy and what he will eventually be, and you know, and the echoes of that here. Nope, agreed. Mary. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. got to give his umbrella an extra half. <laughs> I I'm actually going to go higher than most people think I am. I'm going to give it a two, because and it's solely Sylvester that that makes the two because Sylvester is actually really fun to watch in this he's he's not quite fully formed but it's it's kind of fun to see him working out what to do with the character and and to it's that's that part's kind of fascinating even if he has just nothing to work with as far as the writing goes um everything else about this is terrible um the acting the production values the writing it's it's bad but though, I mean, I don't know. You can watch it in a kind of Sharknado kind of way, you yeah. know. It's like exactly. It's, it's, it's hey, so don't bad. be no, don't be mean it. to Sharknado. Come on. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd go higher than a two. Okay, Mikey. I was really struggling with not, I mean, with giving this like really, really like a one. Uh, and I raised it to a two, uh, partially because of uh, what Mary, what raised it for Mary was just Sylvester, of course. And also, believe it or not, it's one of those situations where sometimes the outside material helps lift the uh, original material and after reading the comic series or the first issue anyway i kind of made me appreciate paradise towers more because uh you'll have to in order to enjoy the comic i think you really have to watch unfortunately you have to watch paradise towers to to understand some of the (laughs) stuff that's going on what they're referring to and get some of the references uh i hate to put that on anybody but um uh i i think it at least it elevates it and it shows that it's uh you know uh it's unfortunate but there is some some decent material here even if it's not presented very well okay all right i was going to give this a three but i'm gonna knock it down to two and a half because there were no spoons in this episode you know, I was really hoping that Sylvester would have played the spoons at least once, but didn't get it. Really didn't get it. So, um, knocking it down to two and a half, Sylvester brought it up from a two because I love Sylvester. He was he was great. He was the best thing about this. Oh yeah, by far. Oh, yeah. yeah, and everything. And you know, I had a friend of mine who has a phobia about swimming pools after seeing the scene with the crabs or whatever those giant metal things were, you know, I don't think she would ever go back into a swimming pool again, you know? So I didn't think that was that effective at all. We couldn't even yeah. drown the pork thing, you know. Yeah. Mel was, Mel was literally like hanging on to like help her to like stay buoyant. Exactly. She was like trying to keep it af- to keep her afloat, and her hair wasn't even that big of a wreck when she got out of the pool. <laughs> it was instantly dry. Exactly. Well, it is the twenty second century. You know, they have like. Mm. I didn't realize she was it's wearing self drying hair. I was kind of surprised as uh, she's been wearing a swimming suit this whole time. I didn't know that. <laughs> a polka dot swimming pot. No. So it was, you know, I really wanted to try to like this one. I was like, Judy was like watching it with me and she was just like wow this is bad this is really bad and it's like this is Doctor Who at the beginning of the end as I called it for her she said what do you mean by that and it's like and so I had to explain that the series only lasted two more seasons and that was it for the old series and you know I'll miss it I'm glad I watched it definitely would love to hear from you guys at home is this better than watching a Chris Chibnall episode? Please let us know. <laughs> it, it helped prepare us for the. It helped prepare us for the new season because now our expectations are so low. <laughs> it can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any criticism that I have about Chibnall, I have to fit now. Go. Hmm, in relation, I guess it's not so bad. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you know, definitely write us. Feedback at our station who.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys to hear what you guys thought about this one. Please let us know. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, Dave, you want to tell everyone a little bit about where they could find you? 
easiest place to find everything for the rathole.ca is we have a link tree. So it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the rathole.ca. You've got all of our social media and website for all of the board game reviews you could possibly want. Excellent. Excellent, sir. And you also do pop up on Legend of the Traveling Tardis. I do. We've got an episode right almost immediately, I think it's an hour after the, uh, after Jody's episode on on, right, like right bang. Exactly. That is awesome. And so definitely thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me again. Oh, not a problem. We'll have you back again. Maybe for a better Yay. one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this was punishment because it was so bad the last time. I, I, I get it. It's yeah. okay. And Scott, for thank you for joining us, even though the visitation, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're square now. <laughs> yeah. I think we're even, my friend. We think we're even. Any um, Anything you want to promote or shout out about, sir? Oh, no, nothing at all. Not, not at the moment. Just looking yeah. forward to the new episodes. Excellent. And of course, Mary Ogle. Where can people find you? They can find me at my artwork at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Yay. And Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. Even if the episode is not to my liking, it's always fun talking about it with you guys. Oh, it is. It is. And we actually just celebrated Earth Station One, episode 600. Did. Yeah, so I'm a little hungover Ooh. from the celebration last night. So yeah, I could yeah. have explained why I'm not really, you know. That's why you didn't like the episode, folks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we were celebrating our station one, and then you decided to carry on and drink and watch this episode. <laughs> so it didn't help. It didn't nope. help. No, nope. not at all. <laughs> but, folks, thank you for listening. As always, please join up in the Facebook group if you get a chance. We definitely would love to see you up there. And until next time, which is just a week away, we are going to be back with the Halloween apocalypse. Woo! We will see ya. Peace. And we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.